true terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal. Something like that. <laughs> Something around in them parts. Something over there. Mm-hmm. Who done did that there? Ain't nobody know. Tell you what. I'm going to show if I'm famous or not. <laughs> God damn! So. I fucking what? missed you. I missed you too. Too much. So much. Yeah. And let's. Let's stop doing, like, family things so that you and I can hang out. Please. Yeah. Except that Christmas is coming. I'm not going anywhere, are you? Yeah. Why? Because I have family out of town, man. Why? I don't know, because everyone's dumb and moved away. It's so dumb. So dumb. They should have stuck around. They were like, what, California and all your high prices? I'm going to leave and not pay that. And I was like, dummies. Idiots. <laughs> you should give up all here. your money so you could be close to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stay here and be poor. <laughs> Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> Where are you going? Tucson. Oh, at least it's not that far. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but we're going to be together for New Year's so we can kiss when the ball drops? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, so we need to stay together for the entire year. (laughs) Oh, man. We have so many fucking pod goals and things to do. There's a lot happening. Right now. Yeah. Yeah, right now. Like Operation Moonblood? Right now. Yeah, you're fucking crushing it, Crushing it, slowly but surely. Thank you. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. Thank you for going through all that. I like how everyone was like, are you guys doing that? And I was like, yeah, now do it, (laughs) Stacy." I was like, should we? (laughs) I remember last year I was like, that was real hard. Maybe we should take a year off. But it's totally worth it to help everybody. So It is. And we've actually gotten quite a few people reaching out. I know. I'm super excited. Yeah. On a different note, though, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a Debbie Downer for a second. Uh Uh-oh. My life has been such shit the last few days that my loving husband... Ordered me a Starbucks 
matcha green tea. What a guy. I know. What a guy. Isn't that better than flowers? It is, honestly. Like, fuck your flowers. Give me caffeine. Fuck your flowers. Feed my addiction. Yeah. 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 So anyway. I I like that. Actually, I saw it earlier and I thought to myself, I wonder if she went to Starbucks or if she ordered it like a bougie bitch. Bougie ass bitch. (laughs) Although I didn't even order it. I love that journey for you. Honestly, I thought you were going to text me with a Starbies question mark. So I wasn't even concerned about it. I wasn't even concerned about it. And then all of a sudden I received a delivery and Lee sent me an email because he knew not to. Well, he probably texted me, too, but he sent me an email and he's like, look outside (laughs) because I'm like so engrossed with work. Look outside. Someone's here for you. And then voila. What a guy. Isn't that the best? That is the best. My day is so much better. I'm jealous. But this leads me to my goddamn if you want to know why your day is shit. Everything is shit. Yes, I do. Because I've shared so much on this podcast already. But it was my father's birthday yesterday. That's fucking rough, man. I know. And I didn't even realize it until I was at a physical therapy appointment for my fucking jaw. Don't even get me started on that either. <laughs> Everything, it's just, life has been falling apart for a while now. So I was at a physical therapy appointment and waiting to be seen. And I go on Facebook and on like our family group, it was like, happy heavenly birthday, Navarro. And I was like stab straight to the heart picture of my dad and i'm like fuck it's his birthday first of all feel guilty didn't remember that (laughs) well i mean he's not he can't be like you didn't remember yeah (laughs) how dare you (laughs) honestly we forgot his birthday so many times when he was alive too (laughs) i know isn't that sad poor Um, guy i know he always handles it like a trooper and then second of all it's like okay well let's try not to cry right before we're gonna have to go do some jaw work in the back (laughs) little julie (laughs) She's like, okay, stretch it out. And you're like just sobbing. Yeah. (laughs) I stretched it out in the break room, waiting room, (laughs) sobbing my eyes out. Anyway, so yeah. I saw it on Facebook last night, but at like 11 p.m. And I was like, fuck. Oh, yeah. Did you? Oh, no. Oh, no. I was going to text you. And then I was like, it's really late. I was long asleep at 11. I was long asleep. No, it it took, you know, it was good. I had a therapy session that day, which also therapy. My therapist left me. She broke up with me. I think I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. That bitch. So (laughs) I loved her. (laughs) Don't call her a bitch. (laughs) Too soon? Got it. Too soon. She was a beautiful soul. (laughs) You're better than her. You deserve better. You deserve more. So is this a new therapist relationship? New therapist. It was my very first day. Okay. How do you feel about him? Oh, I really like her so far. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But that's good. Listen, I can't keep up with life. People dying. Yeah, it's therapists leaving me. Well, let's hope nobody else dies. Oh my God. Could you imagine? A minute. No, I need a break. Yeah. But I'm super excited because we're going to Vegas soon. Oh my God. Mom's trip. Yeah. I'm so excited. Hands in. Me too. Hands in. One, two, three, go Tigers. Go Tigers. So, Erin, give me your goddamn. Well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brutal lady in the second row. She's an eight, she's a nine, she's a ten, I know. I, so I buy my rock stars in three because it's three for 5.55 or some bullshit. Who wouldn't? Right? Yeah. Like, I don't need to come here every day, sir. I'll come here every three days. Yeah. So that's twice a week. That's twice a week. It's not even I can bad. Handle that. Yeah. yeah. And I get I got my three and I fucking scooted them to my Jeep and I put them in there and I put one in my cup holder and then no two in my cup holders because you have two cup holders there. Smart. And then one on the on the passenger seat there. And I drive away like I do every two two three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Standard practice. Standard practice. Everything is fine. And then I had to get gas or something. I don't know what I was doing, but I was driving. And then I braked. 
Uh-oh. like a normal person. Yeah. It was not an aggressive braking. It was not anything. But my rock star rolled off the passenger seat and hit the ground. And I was like, that's normal. Happens Do you have the, the doors on? Yes, the doors are on. <laughs> okay. Um, but that happens all the time. Stuff rolls off and even drinks roll off and they hit the ground over there. Yeah. Everything's Always fine. your purse. Your purse comes flying yeah. out of the passenger seat onto and the floorboard. All 16 chapsticks are yeah. fucking everywhere yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that happened and I was like, eh, that's fine. In a split second, I had that, eh, that's fine. It fucking exploded. And it no. didn't just explode like a little one little thing. It was like a <laughs> goddamn bomb went off in my Jeep fucking no. everywhere. It was on the ceiling. It was on me. It was in my hair. It was in my eyes. It was no. on my sunglasses. It was fucking you got everywhere. Maced. <laughs> it was everywhere. No. And it smelled delicious. Yeah. It smelled <laughs> like, like a Slurpee. Oh my goddamn My Little Ponies in my car. And I was like, are you kidding me? And I was like waiting to turn left into this place, but I was behind a car who was also waiting to turn left or whatever. And they were not being aggressive enough about turning left like into this. Like going. Yeah, yeah, into going so that I could just park and like, I don't know, Assess wipe down the, the fucking inside of my car. Yeah. yeah. Well, like figure myself out and so I'm just sitting there and then it's just <laughs> spraying in the fucking passenger whatever floorboard over there I'm like are you kidding me like I'm still driving and then it's just dripping from the ceiling now onto oh my, my hair God. and my sh- like clothes and everything and I was like drenched in it you need like that's it you need like a spare jacket to toss over it if that ever happens again. right <laughs> like a fucking shield yeah <laughs> Dr- fucking. jump on the grenade thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So I finally get pulled into the gas station, which is what I was trying to pull into because I was like, oh, I need to fucking assess the situation. Yeah. And I pull up and there's. See the damage here. Yeah. There's right next to me is the guy that works beside me. And he's like, how's it going? And I'm like, fucking great. Terrible. Because <laughs> <Right>? you're like windshield wipering your glasses off. <laughs> exactly. Do you but see I- I'm covered in sticky syrup right now? Right. And I have 8,000 paper towels from the gas station thing that I'm trying to sop up in my car. Oh, my God. Only bonus side is um, the last time Brandon got my car detailed, the guy lost the plug to one of my mats. To my passenger oh, side mat. Oh, yeah. So it has, they have plugs so you can, like, hose them down or whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know where the plug went. It's fucking gone. So now there's just, like, a hole in the passenger side. It so drained it all, out? Yeah, it all drained out right there. And they're oh. all weather mats. So then it all just fucking kind of went like that. So I really only had to wipe down myself. Um, <laughs> and the ceiling. The ceiling. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> seats. But, like, at, mostly plastic stuff. So it wasn't oh, as nice. bad. And I just kind of, like, squeegeed it all to the middle there yeah <laughs> where yeah. that hole was and just let it go does it just go out of the bottom of the car yeah yeah just, oh i never could, knew like, that throw trash down there and it would Do you just feel a breeze blowing on your toes it's on the passenger side so i don't i'm assuming they might mm, yeah you can i'll let you it. know yeah i'll let you know next time yeah now I'm like, how why the is fuck it does a detail person lose a plug like that? Like that's your one job. Well, he took out the mats, and I assume it fell out, and then yeah, but like come I on. remember seeing it too, like on the driveway. I picked it up, and I remember looking at it and looking at Brandon, going, "What is this for?" Because oh. like it looks familiar, but not familiar enough. Yeah, and I was like, "What is this?" And he was like, "I don't know. It looks familiar." And then I put it somewhere, and it's fucking gone. Yeah, that happens every time. Yep. Every yep. time. Okay, so my house, not to get too far off subject, but my house is just like a grab bag of random shit. Like nothing actually goes where it should go. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you need some ibuprofen, you would think to go check the medicine cabinet, but instead it's sitting next to our stove by the knife block. Yeah, like because, obviously. Because that's where it goes. Yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> but that's where it is. Well, occasionally I'll get this hair up my ass and I'll be like, I'm going to put everything where it goes. Mm-hmm. 
And then I can never find shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literally, Lee has these, like, you know the things that you put on your glasses so they can hang around your neck? Oh, yeah. Well, he has them for sports, you know? So when he's speeding by like Sonic, (laughs) his glasses stay on his head. And he bought, like, a 55,000 pack, and they've been sitting on our kitchen counter forever. And I recently cleaned up the kitchen counter because that is one of the banes of my existence. Like, everything just clutters there. Yeah, the fucking island, the counter, the all your old mail and shit. Yes, exactly. And so I put them somewhere. But now they're gone. They're gone forever. Lee last night was like, where are they? And I'm like, ooh. I put them away. Yeah. And just see where he thinks away is. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, something like medicine, you can think like, oh, I'll check them out. Like there's a couple yeah. of logical spots you can think of. But yeah. like what would you do with eyeglass holder things? Uh, I have like a catch-all. Like an everything drawer? Like an everything drawer, but it's like an everything bookcase. Ooh. Yeah. See, uh, we have that too, so but it's, it's like actually doors. our antique sewing machine. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking maybe they got put there, but we didn't look. And I don't know for sure, but it's like one of those things where you're like, fuck, man, this is why I don't clean up. Right. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> this is why we got to leave shit everywhere so that we can actually use it. Yeah. this It's perfectly organized chaos. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Okay, are you ready for today's case? I am so ready. It is, as we say, a motherfucking doozy. Is it the same kind of doozy that yours was last time? Because... No, no. I, okay. got, I Have you seen all the comments on that, though? Yeah, everyone is like, goddamn Stacey. <laughs> I had to stop it. I couldn't finish it. Yeah. I, I would like to publicly apologize for that last episode I did. I would like you to publicly <laughs> apologize, too. <laughs> <laughs> but also, no guarantees that I won't pick another case like that. In the near future. Yeah. Did you see someone else was like, uh, hey, Aaron, you drag us through all these, like, baby ones. Yeah. So fucking buckle it. up, bitch. I'm like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> exactly. See, we're into the torture, but yeah. also. Not. You know, we'll give you some eye bleach here and there. Or ear bleach. Yeah, ear bleach here and again, but. Ugh. Yeah, yeah that, that was a rough That one. was pretty rough. Yeah. No, it's not that rough, but. It is very intriguing. Ooh. So actually, this case that's going on right now, it's an ongoing, so spoiler alert, it's an ongoing investigation. Okay. It's really big in the news right now, which Uh is not our our standard. No. Normally, we go for stuff that people haven't heard of. Yeah. But I had not heard of it. And I accidentally somehow stumbled on it when I was looking for a case. And then I realized, oh, wow, this is like really still going on and everywhere. And then I text you asking if you had heard of it. And you said no. So that was enough for me to say we're covering this case. I like it. And honestly, it's good It's good exposure, right? Like right? to get it out there. It's yeah. unsolved at this moment. So so what is it? It is about the University of Idaho students. Okay. And it's okay. all over the news right now. So Ooh, people nope. may or may not have already heard this. Also, because it's so current and still going on right now, by the time you hear this, half the shit I say may already be obsolete or not correct or whatever, because a lot of the information is being withheld from the public. And so you have to piece together some of the stuff. Yeah. Okay. So if you haven't heard of this, fucking be shocked because it's going on right now. It just happened. And if you have heard of this, stick around because I did some fucking digging Ooh, because every article I read had gave me like a new little Easter egg. So I tried to compile it all in one place for you so you don't have to go digging. All right. So got a little Stacy detective on the little Stacy detective that probably is speculating wildly on a lot of incorrect things. But it's worth it. And that's why we're here. Right. That's what we do. Okay, join me on this journey. I'm joined in November of 2022. So literally last month, like yesterday. Yeah. Right. (laughs) uh, There's. 
Five University of Idaho students all lived together in a rented home, mm-hmm. and that home was just outside of campus. Like, okay. you would probably consider it campus, but technically speaking, it was not on campus grounds. Okay. But it was all around, like, you know, what do they call it? Sorority Row, yeah, where yeah, all yeah. the frat houses are and all that shit. Oops. It's like a little mini dorm. Exactly. A little mini dorm. But this is a house, and there were five students that were renting from it. Mm-hmm. I did that, and we got yelled at by someone. And the neighbors tried to get us shut down. Oh, they were shit. Like, You're running a mini dorm. And I was like, half of us don't go to college. Yeah, we're just trying <laughs> to live here in yeah. general, outside of school. It's just expensive. <laughs> yeah. We're poor. <laughs> and we're young, so you think we're <laughs> students. Yeah. We are going to act like them, though. Yeah. <laughs> we will throw parties every night. Anyway, we're having a kegger. <laughs> you want to come on? All you have to do is bring a cup. (laughs) (laughs) This house was located at 1122 King Road in the small town of Moscow, Idaho. Okay. This is like Russia. (laughs) Uh, Not Russia. The small town of Moscow. (laughs) In the Russia motherland. I'm pretty Uh, sure it's a big town. (laughs) uh, (laughs) No, 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 no. This is in Idaho. But in case you're from around there, you can go scope it out. Yeah. So these five students, they consisted of two best friends, which were Madison Mogan and Kaylee Goncalves, who's 21. Okay. As well as Zaina Kernoodle, <laughs> who's 20. Okay. Dylan Monson mm-hmm. and Bethany Funk, who are both 19. Now, Dylan is a girl. Oh, okay. So these say. are all girls that live together. Okay. Zayna did have a boyfriend by the name of Ethan Chapin, who is 20. Uh-huh. And it's not really clear if he lived in the house or if he just visited all the time and basically was a roomie or what. Yeah. Because there's kind of conflicting stories as to whether or not he lived there. But okay. he probably stays there a lot of his oh, boyfriend. Oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. So for the sake of the story, there's six people living in this house a majority of the time. Okay. Now, Kaylee and Morgan, the two best friends, they had been best friends since sixth grade and they went to high school together. So, yeah, I know, right? Us. Yeah. So we're not sixth grade. Mm. We're like freshman year. Freshman year. Yeah. It's close. Mm. Okay. So when it came time to go to college, it was only natural that they were going to go to the same university and they were going to rent a room together and all this stuff, right? Yeah. The so, perfect dream. Exactly. I'm not sure how the rest of the students all found each other to go live together, but it's clear off of social media that they were a very tight-knit group of friends. Okay. Like, Kaylee had recently posted on her Instagram a picture of all of the roomies together, and she said something like, oh, I'm so blessed to have all of these people in my lives. Something like that. They're all really close. Very nice. On November 12th, 2022, which is a Saturday, Kaylee and Madison went out to a local bar and they had a few drinks. At around 1.30 in the morning, the pair was seen on surveillance footage leaving that bar, leaving the bar that they went to, and they stopped at a local food truck called Grub Truck. Sounds delightful. Tits. I looked up what they offered. Bomb food. It looked like it was like $3 tacos, Mm. like, you know, everything you would want at the end of a night. Exactly. And very reasonably priced from what I could tell. Oof. I want that now. I know. Like, nobody wants a $10 taco after partying all night. Right? Or like like, a euro? Yeah. No. No. You want like... You want that dirty shit. I want, like, cat food tacos. Yeah, I'm going to be shitting all of the poison out of my body tomorrow morning with the booze poos anyway. I might as well add cat food tacos to the mix. So, a little off topic. Do you remember talking the other night about downtown and the hot dog vendors? Yeah. Uh, apparently, just, like, recently, like a month or two ago, one of them got stabbed. One oh, of the hot dog shit. vendors stabbed another hot dog vendor because no. he was all up in his turf. No. Yeah. I didn't even know they had knives. Hot dog wars. (laughs) 
They, what do you need a knife for? To cut maybe, the buns? Maybe it was like his own knife. Oh, like, no. Not, he brought a shank to the hot dog fight. Not a culinary knife. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is my killing knife. Oh, no. That's I don't think so the guy died. I don't remember. But Could you imagine? Like, not over my job. Not over my job, especially hot dogs. hot dogs. Yeah. But if that's his livelihood and that's his turf, that's his whole fucking thing. Man, they, yeah. none of them have names or stands. It's just like the stainless steel cart hot dog cart like yeah. where do you acquire that i don't know it must be on amazon i don't either but apparently they have very solid turf lines better fucking you can't just show up there with a cart any day huh no you'll get stabbed wow i wonder if um food trucks are like that probably Whew, like two taco trucks in the same area Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. i got this i got this line taco man mm-hmm. ram your car <laughs> could you imagine I'll bet, I'll bet it gets pretty heated. Dicey. It Turf sounds like it. Dicey. Yeah. Who knew? Dicey out here in the hot dog streets. Who knew? <laughs> My gosh. Okay. So Grub Truck, they're eating their delicious food. It's 1.30 in the morning. Got it. They then call a, what the articles are saying, a private party ride company. Uber. Right? I'm like, it's Uber. Okay, so here's the thing. Police initially released that this was an Uber that they called and then later recanted it and said it was a private party that gave them a ride. But I'm guessing maybe Uber was like, hey, man, don't fucking put our name <laughs> with this story. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really want to be associated with this. <laughs> with the bad things that you're about to tell. Yeah. 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 I'm I could guessing. imagine that's what happened. Or yeah. they don't. They want to protect the identity of the driver, so they don't want to release the name of the company or something. I don't yeah. know. But either which way, I'm assuming they call an Uber and or, they get a ride. Or yeah. it was actually a lift, but no one says, like, then they called a lift. It's yeah. like, hey, can you call oh. an Uber? And it's always a lift. Oh. Like, <laughs> and they're like, fuck, man. And Uber's all pissed because they're like, we didn't do that. Yeah. Or Uber's like, actually, we had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Keep and our name like, out of this. Fine. It was a third party. And Lyft is like, man, don't say us. <laughs> People barely use us as is. I use Lyft all the time. You do use Lyft all the time, but I Lyft is more expensive for me than Uber. Uber's more expensive for me than Lyft. Hmm. It's probably because I Uber eats everything. That is why. Okay. So here's the deal. It's now 1.40 in the morning. So they spend 10 minutes getting down on tacos. Okay. And they call their Uber. Okay. Or Lyft or private party, whatever. Okay. The Uber <laughs> Lyft thing. Not Uber. <laughs> the not Uber. The maybe not Uber. The people giving them a ride. Uh, have the evidence, chauffeur shows up. Yeah. Have evidence showing that the two best friends were dropped off at home at 1.56 a.m. Okay. So How now, do they have evidence of that? Do they have video of Well, like walking? your app. I'm guessing your app, right? It tells you when you're dropped off and picked yeah. up. And it, like, fucking tracks your location. Yeah. All right. We're not suspicious of the driver, though. They well, can go. you could be. I okay. don't know. I am. We're going to get into it. Always yeah. Am. So right now, we're already, like, suspect number one. Mm-hmm. Uber. Driver. Uber driver guy. Possibly not Uber driver. Yeah. Oh, also we're day recording, so sorry about the dogs. Yeah. So now Ethan and Zena, the couple that were living there, mm-hmm. um, they had attended a frat party that was within walking distance of the home. Oh, fun. Off of King's Road. Yeah, super fun. They returned home just a little bit before Kaylee and Morgan did. Okay. The other two roommates, Dylan and Bethany, they were out of the home that night as well. I'm guessing they went to a party, but it's not clear, like, which party or where they went. It's not really reported. But they returned home about 1 a.m. So they were home first. Then Zayna and Ethan returned home. And then Kalia and Morgan. Okay. But everybody's home now. Everybody's home. Yep. It's almost 2 in the morning. It's almost 2 in the morning. It's basically 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now, just a little bit about this home that they rented. The way that it is laid out is there are three stories. And the first floor is sort of built into a hill or a grade. Mm -hmm. So 
the front door opens up into this, quote, parking lot area. I mean, it really is a part. It's like a driveway, but it is literally paved. The driveway is like paved all the way up to the house. Okay. So people park there all the time. So it is kind of like a parking lot, but it's for this house. Mm -hmm. So uh, the front door opens up into that graveled or paved area. The first floor is kind of built into a hill. And then the second floor has a back door that is a sliding glass back door that if you were to come from the backyard, looks like the first floor of the house, right? Yeah, it's yeah. almost like a half basement, half first floor. Yeah. Depending on what side of the house you're looking at. <laughs> yeah. It's like my house. Yeah, exactly. Like how your house is built into the hill. Yeah. That's exactly what it is in this case. And okay. So depending on where you're standing tells you how many floors the house has or not. <laughs> <laughs> like one side has three stories, one side has two stories. Exactly. Yeah. And that second story floor is where you could enter through a sliding glass door. Gotcha. And then there's a third story floor that just is at the top of the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Nothing the special about that. Exactly. The first floor is where Bethany and Dylan resided. Their rooms were. Okay. The second floor is where Zayna and Ethan stayed. Their room was. And then the third story is where Kaylee and Morgan had their rooms. Okay. So that's kind of the layout of what's going on inside of this house. Nice. That sounds like a nice house. Yeah, right? Well, actually, honestly, looking at the pictures, it's a little rundown. It's like what you would rent to mm. college students. All right. Now, on the third floor, there's a balcony that leads to a sliding glass door to one of those rooms at the top floor. So there's okay. three entry points into this house that are doors. Okay. Now, that night, all of the roommates, they go to bed. They're all drunk. Assu I'm assuming they're all drunk. Yeah. I mean, come on. It was a Saturday night. Saturday you were at night. a frat party. Yeah, so pretty typical for Saturday night. You're either drunk or roofied. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> either just, way, you're, you're not just bed. home and like that was a fun party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally sober going to sleep. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> so everything was normal until at 11:38 a.m. Sunday morning, the next morning, mm -hmm. a 911 call is placed reporting a quote unconscious person mm -hmm. in the rental home. From whom? From whom is a great question. So the police arrive and they find that the first two roommates on the first floor, mm -hmm. Dylan Bethany, they're there along with allegedly somebody else. Now, there's differing accounts depending on what article you read, mm -hmm. but there's somebody else there who is not identified possibly. Okay. Maybe just a buddy? Yeah. Like maybe Dylan and Bethany were going to go do something with somebody and that person came over and they were like, hey, let me just go tell my roomie real quick or something like that. And then they found somebody unconscious and like freaked out. But it's not clear who they found and it's not clear who called. But it is confirmed that the 911 phone call was placed by either Dylan or Bethany's cell phone. OK. So one of their phones. But also it was kind of confusing because it sounded like it could have been that that third person that we're not sure who it was made the phone call but used the roomies' phones. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, I'm imagining had you found an unconscious person, you would probably call me <laughs> if I were close by. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If like, you were oh, no. fucking next door or like something. Like at a frat party next door. Yeah. yeah. That within walking distance. Yeah. I'd be like, um, come handle this. Yeah. Should me. we call 911? And I'd be like, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your goddamn phone. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm imagining. But it's kind of hard to tell. I'm yeah. speculating on that part. Okay. Okay, so when the police arrive, they discover that it's not just one unconscious person, but that all four roommates, Madison, Kaylee, Zayna, and Ethan, had all been brutally murdered in their sleep. What the fuck? While Dylan and Bethany slept downstairs. What the fuck? Totally unharmed. Never woke up. Nothing. They're totally unaware well, of what happened. they could have happened. been drunk. That's why I was thinking everybody had to be super drunk. Yeah. Or maybe they know something. Ooh. You don't know. You don't know. Not and they came from a random party? 
they came from a random party that I don't really – there's nothing really reported on them because they're – They lived. Yeah, they lived and they're also victims to this too. Like their whole house was murdered and they survived. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty traumatic. So sounds like they're not – yeah. Mm-hmm. Side eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Listen, I, I believe you, and I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, exactly. But, well, I mean, you got to investigate all avenues. Yeah, right? Well, just so you know, the police have cleared them as of any suspicion. They were obviously interviewed and everything, yeah. but at this point, they're cleared of any suspicion. And it's stated that the 911 caller is not considered a suspect either. So I don't know if that means possibly the third party or if it's just also doubling down on anybody who lived in the house. On like, yeah, no, I heard them speaking. Yeah, yeah they, they were traumatized. Were, yeah, they were not okay with it. Also, since then, because this happened like three weeks ago. Yeah. Um, since then, Dylan and Bethany have gotten tattoos with their initials with the family's or the friend's oh. initials on it with like little angel wings around it. So like, honestly, I doubt that they're involved. Yeah. Very fucking traumatic to well, survive. all close friends. And yeah. All that. Like, that fucking yeah. sucks. That sucks. My personal opinion is that they're not directly involved, but maybe it's someone they know or something. Because, like, why weren't they harmed? I would think the way you explain the house, my initial reaction is someone comes in from that back Back door door on the second floor, does whatever to Ethan and Zayna, Mm -hmm. and then goes upstairs, like Mm -hmm. from there. Yeah. And they don't realize that there's either even another floor or that there's another floor with bedrooms. Exactly. Also, so that is... You've just murdered four people. That's a lot of work. You're not expecting two more exactly. in this house. You're like, Jesus Christ, that's, that's, that's got to be enough. Like, yeah. It's a clown car of homes. Yeah, there's so many people. <laughs> yeah, so many a lot of people. It's like Goldilocks in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that is one of the theories. So you're onto something. Okay. Le- I mean... I'm basically a maybe. detective. Yeah, you're maybe onto something because, like I said, this isn't solved yet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Also, not saying anything bad against them, but how bad would you feel sleeping in until 1140? Yeah. With, like... Dead people all, all around you? upstairs. Yeah. Granted, oh. I would sleep until 1140 if I didn't have kids. Absolutely. Used to do it all the time, especially after a night of drinking. A hundred percent. I probably wouldn't have checked on you till like, three. Yeah, right? And I'd be like, damn, are you ever going to get up? Like, I, what are you doing? Yeah. 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 Now, Kaylee and Morgan were allegedly found murdered in the same bed. The police did not make this statement. I am gathering that from Kaylee's father's statement because he said at like one of the vigils that the two best friends grew up together and they died together in the same bed. He said that? He said that. So I'm going with his word. Yeah. Like I'm most of any kind of juicy information out of this case comes from the family speaking out. Because they're not supposed to. Well, and I think it's accidental slips, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. or they don't know that the police are withholding certain kind of information. Like, I don't know if the police were intentionally, like, don't tell anybody that they were in the same bed or if they're just generically not saying shit. Yeah. And then the father just happened to say it like, oh, they were best friends together. They grew up together and they eventually died together even in the same bed. Like that's something I would say not even thinking about accidentally slipping something out. Yeah, yeah. Now, there could be two reasons for this. One, best friends sharing a bed together. That's not that abnormal, Mm -hmm. especially if you're super fucking close. And you're drunk and you're like, yeah, let's fucking, I don't know, talk and touch each other's hair until we pass out. We do this every time in Bombay. Every time. Or that maybe they got attacked together. Like, one person was being attacked, the other person heard, came, and then they both mm. got attacked in the same room. I, I'm just speculating wildly. I um, I 
tend to lean more towards the first, like they were already hanging out in the bed together. Yeah. Versus the other, only because if you were being attacked in your bed and I heard it and I ran in, I probably wouldn't jump in the bed too. I would though. I mean, I might jump on the person. Yeah, but then you would end up on the bed is what I'm assuming. Like you probably didn't. Not the way I tackle. (laughs) Just assuming you weren't like, oh, hey, let me climb in bed and get attacked too. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, together. (laughs) No, no, no. More like... You probably died in that room and the killer left you on the bed. Yeah. But they would, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. Which okay. I guess we don't know what the police know if it, like, was yeah. a, a struggle I don't, throughout the room or I anything. don't even know if they really were found in the same bed. But that's what the dad says, so I'm guessing that's yeah. true. Well, that's kind of sweet. Yeah. At least they weren't alone. Yeah. So Ethan and Zayna, they were found murdered on the second floor. Mm-hmm. There's actual crime scene photos, like, you know, reporters and shit people have taken outside of the house. Mm -hmm. And you can see blood oozing out of the floorboards from Zaina's room. What? Onto, like, the foundation of the house. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Like, you know how you're like, that sounds like a nice house. And I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) sounds like something you might rent to college students. Sounds like it's not sealed up properly. Yeah. Sounds like there's a hole in the floor. Oh, my God. But imagine how much blood there has to be for it to, like, leak out of the wall. So I'm guessing maybe the bed was pushed up against there if they died on the bed. Yeah. I don't know that they died on the bed. Yeah. Anyway, so. Oh God. But you can. I. How did they die? Do we know? Autopsies confirmed that all victims were murdered with a sharp object, likely a knife. Mm-hmm. However, police were not able to recover the murder weapon at the crime scene. Mm. They were each stabbed several times with no signs of evidence of sexual assault. Okay. So it was just a killing. That's fucking weird. Right. It just adds to the level of mystery. Yeah. Also, I should state that every one of these girls were and are gorgeous. Yeah. And the guy, Ethan, handsome dude. Yeah. So are they like popular people? I mean, they were going to frat parties and stuff. So I'm assuming they have Yeah, I'm guessing, yeah, because frat parties and everything and... Ooh, I don't like this. I know. We, oh, I don't like that we don't know. Yeah. Well, just wait. I mean, there's so much more I'm going to like tell you, but you still don't know yet. We still don't know. This is wild. The coroner stated that the victims were sleeping at the time of the attack, and some of them had evidence of defense wounds. But she did not clarify who had the defense wounds, just Mm -hmm. that some of them did. Okay. So it's not that... See, I initially heard that, and I thought, oh, at least they were murdered in their sleep and they didn't know. But it sounds like they were sleeping when they were attacked. Then they woke up, fought back. Yeah. So that's... Fucking 10 times more terrifying. Yeah. Because <laughs> now all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, I'm being attacked. And I just woke up. Uh, it's not that I find it hard to believe. I just find it shocking that, like, someone could be murdered upstairs and you don't hear it downstairs. Oh, yeah. Or, like, wake up to it. Yeah. And granted, they were drunk or drinking, so they wouldn't wake up Like or the anything. calamity taking place? Yeah, but that sounds loud. Especially if there's defensive wounds. That means that you might be like, hey, stop. No. What? What's going on don't. up there? Yeah. yeah. I know. This whole case is, like, baffling. Mm. So, um... I wonder if they knew him. They had to have known him. I know. Look, you're doing all the same things I was doing. Okay. Now, it's estimated that the murders took place between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m.? It's so like literally an hour after they went to bed. If, or I don't even know when right they, went, when to they bed. went to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get home at two. Did they stay up for a little bit and then go to bed at three? Like I don't know why that's the specific timeline. I don't know if it's based off of how long they had been deceased for or if it's based off of some other little bit of information that they're not sharing with mm-hmm. us. But mm-hmm. the timeline is between 3 and 4 a.m. is when they were murdered. Okay. 
Ooh. Much hasn't been released about the crime scene or order of deaths or anything like that, other than the killer was sloppy and left behind a lot of evidence. Oh, And good. that there is literally blood everywhere. Everywhere. One investigator described the crime scene as the worst that their department has ever seen. Oh. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. And honestly, if you can see the blood spilling outside of the home, it's got to be bad. Yeah. Well, that leads me to believe that there's like footprints and yeah. fingerprints yeah. and there's gotta the be. killer's blood. There's got to be. They are yeah. going to have a time gathering evidence. By some miracle, Dylan and Bethany were not harmed in this attack. Mm-hmm. And speculation is that if the killer had entered from the sliding glass door in the backyard, they may not have known about the first floor. So what you were saying. Yeah, I totally see that. Yeah, and they didn't know that there were people even living there. Mm-hmm. They could have even thought it was a basement or something. But yeah. also, honestly, I've like Google street mapped this place. Like you'd have to come from some random woods or some shit to like not know that there's a first floor. Where the do f- creepers come from? I know, but like it's kind of almost like a corner house and like the road curves around it a little bit. So like you can clearly see that there's a first floor. Like I think you'd have to literally be the most random ass last second attack to not notice that there's a first floor on this house. Well, Dylan and Bethany got home first. Yeah. So maybe they got home and then Killer's walking around and then he is just there and then he sees Ethan and Zayna come home and he's like clocks them you know like oh those two people went into that house and then he sees two more girls Mm. go into the house too and so then in his mind if he's thinking oh there's only four people that live here maybe yeah like doesn't know what if he was watching I keep saying he could be a she whatever yeah yeah yeah. it's the Mm. all encompassing he you know yeah we'll get this okay so (laughs) there's more but wait there's more Kaylee had a dog living there. Oh, no. And the dog's name is Murphy, in case you're wondering. Oh, he was. Is he a golden retriever? He sounds no, like a No, he retriever. looks like a like a, a golden doodle of some sort. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, too. Yeah. You know, Joe Rogan has a dog named Murphy. He's a golden retriever. Oh, that's cute. That's I didn't cute. know all that about Joe Rogan. I shouldn't. I no, Joe Rogan. <laughs> How now, Joe Rogan? <laughs> okay, so Murphy was living there, and he didn't bark or anything during the attack, or nobody heard the dog bark or anything during the attack. So, like, Dylan and Bethany never heard the dog. But you've got to assume that the dog was barking, right? Yeah. Even if you knew your attacker. Yeah. Like, you come hitting on me, and my dogs are going to get you. Yeah. You, yeah. even, you know? Yeah. Or they're at least going to be they're at least going to be like sniffing around. Like, they'll be riled up. Yeah, they'll be running around like, yeah. oh, we're playing. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's going on over here? Whoa, it's slippery now. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's interesting. Yeah. And also, like, the dog didn't bark the whole morning, or maybe that's why they went in at eleven thirty. Like, they woke up at eleven and like, Jesus, Murphy, come on. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm just throwing out, out ideas. Yeah. Murphy now lives with a man by the name of Jack DeCour, who is actually Kaylee's ex-boyfriend. Oh. I'm just going to keep giving you more people to suspect. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Jack. Okay. Jack and Kaylee had currently broken up. Okay. But it was reported that it was a mutual breakup. Okay. And that the two were still very friendly with each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, I guess Kaylee and Jack had been together for six years, so it had God been a long damn. relationship. Mm-hmm. So he knew Murph. He knew Murph. Like They probably got Murphy together. That's yeah. probably why he got Murphy. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. Kaylee's family says that there's no way that Jack has anything to do with it and that even though they were broken up, they for sure were going to end up getting married and like have their whole life together. Like They've been together for so long. So they're like, no, 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 you're wasting your time with Jack. Don't worry about Jack. 
Now, Jack has yet to come out and speak publicly about all of this. His family has made statements on his behalf saying that he's too heartbroken to speak to anybody and he intends to remain silent out of respect to Kaylee's family and the victim's family. All the other victims. Okay. It was recently reported by Kaylee's sister in an interview that the night of the murders, Kaylee and Morgan had called Jack a combined total of 10 times. The night of the murder? Right before the murders. What? Right? Allegedly, Jack never picked up the phone because he was sleeping, but Kaylee called Jack six times between 2.26 a.m. and 2.44 a.m. So I'm wondering if this is where the police got their timeline of 3 a.m. to 4, but I don't know why at 4 that's the timeline. So six times between 2.26 a.m. and 2.44, so that's like 13 minutes. Yeah. Then Morgan called him from 2.44 a.m., to 2.52 a.m. So that's a total of eight minutes, and she called three times. Hmm. So it's like Kaylee was calling all the way up to 2.44, called six times, then Morgan takes over calling. Mm-hmm. Then at 2.52 a.m., Kaylee makes one final phone call to Jack, and then the two are never heard from again. So. Yeah. They were found in the same bed. Same bed. Now my theory of them being there together beforehand makes sense in my mind of like you know they're hanging out I don't know what they're doing I don't know why they want to get a hold of Jack so badly but like they're hanging out together and she's like he's not answering me and she's like let me try and they're like you know yeah same bed like talking hanging out calling him pestering whatever it is that they're doing yeah I don't know makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. it does make sense that they would be together Mm -hmm. Kaylee's parents come out recently. Like I said, this is all within like the last three weeks. They come out and they say that it was actually Jack who called the girls during those times and that Kaylee's sister had misspoke. But I find that even more confusing because like... Why would he call her six times and then Morgan? Well, and then why would he say he's sleeping unless the little sister got that wrong too, that Jack was asleep and didn't pick up? Yeah. That's really confusing. And then I could see why he might be calling if he knew that the two had gone out drinking. Like, I could see Lee calling me a bunch after not hearing from me, knowing the bars are closed, and then calling you if I weren't answering. Yeah, for sure. But then also, why would your journey stop there? Why would you be like, oh, they're not answering. I'm going to go to bed. You would go check. Like, Lee would come check on me or try to check on me. Not if you guys were broken up. Yeah, but if you're still close, just to make sure they're okay. That's the only reason I could see him calling them, if that's the case. Yeah. But it's so confusing. Like, I don't know. But there were calls that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I th- I want to say, cause I didn't write this down, because I literally, my sources, there's like 500,000 articles. Yeah. But I want to say the police acknowledged the phone calls, but I'm not clear if they acknowledge who called who. Mm. But they do say that they don't suspect Jack either. So he gets cleared of suspicion from the police. Okay. So I have to trust that they know what they're doing, right? Yeah, I mean, that's like their whole job. Yeah, exactly. But like, also, why did nobody leave a message it, regarding, regardless of who called? So then that makes me think. Because nobody leaves messages, especially not young kids these days. No? You would just text and be like, hey, man, just trying to make sure you're all right. Yeah, that's true. Like, were there any text messages? Yeah. But I'm thinking if they call, so here's what I'm thinking. I don't know why you wouldn't call 911 if you were being attacked or if you heard an attack going on downstairs or something and you were scared. Or maybe you just hear somebody in the house and you just call, like I would call Lee and be like, oh, babe, come check it out or something. Yeah, I'm scared. But if I called him so many times and he didn't answer, the last call I'd probably leave a message. 
or text or something or, and be like, I'm scared. Can you please pick up? Yeah, yeah. Or like, something. Let them know be, what's happening. Be but, another level of evidence to follow. And yeah. maybe there is and they're not telling us. Yeah. More like a, this is serious. It's not, I'm not just calling. Yeah, I'm not fucking around. Toilet paper. Or they were drunk and the girls were like, hee hee hee, let's call Jack. Yeah, yeah. Which, but at 21, you don't really do that so much. Unless you're calling to leave voicemails of songs, which I have done several times. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> one call per line of the song. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember. <laughs> yes, I do recall. Okay, so police have cleared Jack of any suspicion, but that's kind of weird. So the Idaho State Police spokesperson, who is 49-year-old A.A. Ron Snell, <laughs> or Aaron Snell, uh-huh. um, he says that the investigators have gathered enough evidence to suggest that the attacks were targeted, but they haven't confirmed if it was targeted to one person, mm. a couple of people, or all of the people. Mm-hmm. And the police have been asking the public to come forward with any information they may have surrounding that night, no matter how small or unimportant it may seem, because they literally Need help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's one person walking around that's different now. Right. You know? Like right? all their cumulative friends or acquaintances or people in that school or whatever before winter break are going to see someone that's different. That's as a different. L- a little different than they were before. If it's somebody in the community. If it's not just some rando person. If it's not like woods. a hobo. Yeah. yeah. Which is so random. But. I guess the police have received, like, tons of tips and everything, and they've been checking, like, so many things out. Like, I didn't even write them all down, but there was, like, some random person standing in a cul-de-sac with a ski mask on. Like, all these random – like, every tiny little suspicion is getting reported now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Because the whole community is like, what the actual fuck? This is terrifying. Well, it's pretty fucking scary. Absolutely. I mean, that house's neighbor. Oh, no, fuck that. I don't think I would be staying there until they found the killer and they were like, oh, yeah, he wasn't just living in the woods behind the house or whatever. Actually, I kind of finish on that note, but a lot of students haven't gone back to campus because of that. They don't feel safe. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, the police have received hundreds of tips so far. And it actually was uncovered, but not confirmed by the police yet. So, like, rumor has it that Kaylee may or may not have had a stalker at the time of her murder. Oh, no. So, if we were to speculate wildly, it could be deduced that she may have been the targeted individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't know, though. From but this neckbeard individual? I have noticed on a majority of the articles, they center around Kaylee and Madison the most. Like, the most amount of articles you can find are about Kaylee. Like, Jack and the dog, Kaylee mm. with this stalker. So, I don't know. And she's gorgeous. So, I don't know if it's just because that, like, standard white, blonde-haired chick gets the biggest attention or if there's something to it, you know? yeah. Was she or maybe be- it's my own searching bias or something, and I didn't even realize it. But it's literally all the articles are around. Most of them are around her. Interesting. Yeah, isn't it? it? it I thought that was weird. I'm like, I mean, four is. people got murdered. Why are we focusing just on her? Yeah, you have three other people. Other than the most interesting things that we know about are about her. So maybe that's why. You know, like her family released that they were in the bed together. That there were these calls from Jack. Yeah. You know, the there's dog. actual surveillance of those two. Yeah. There's footage of them eating a taco or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you have to think that the other people also have stories and families and histories and Yeah. Whatever. Like, I want to know more about them. But yeah. it's hard. All, all you know is that, like, Zayna and Ethan went to a, a frat party that they could walk to. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And there's not real evidence or anything. So, okay. That's just a side note. 
The police refuse to disclose who the targeted individual might be because they say that that information may compromise the integrity of the case Mm -hmm. and that they say it's, quote, a delicate question, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, They have also backtracked on this statement more recently, like literally yesterday I saw an article like published yesterday stating that those attacks were not targeted, which would then indicate that we just have some random person on the loose Like a psycho killer? Yeah, psycho killer. Exactly. And that the whole fucking community is at risk. So that's great. Yeah, that's fucking terrifying. That's a way to incite panic. I know. And they just changed their statement to that. But the police have been so fucking wish-washy on everything they say and do, too. So it's, like, hard to know what's going on. Man. But from what I can... they've got to have fucking fingerprints or something from the door, the sliding glass door Oh, they have to. There's got to be footprints. Like, they know the general build, make, model, sex of the person that they're looking for. Yeah, and they haven't shared shit with us. Yeah. So from what I gather from the police spokesperson interview, A.A. Ron Snell... I'm guessing that they don't. Yeah. I'm guessing that they don't want to get cornered into like one idea or theory or anything. Yeah. And that they're kind of trying to keep open all possible paths. Which is good. Yeah, it's good. Right. The police have interviewed over 150 people regarding the case. I'm sure it's more now. This Mm -hmm. was from like a couple days ago or something. And they're literally still processing the crime scene as of today. And it's December 2nd. So they're still processing it. I think I read an article yesterday that was published yesterday, again, saying that it is almost completed. Like they've almost completed the crime scene processing, but that... There's got to be so fucking much. That's the thing. One of the comments was that it's so difficult to collect the DNA because there was so much blood everywhere. There's so many spatters to, like, analyze and collect and catalog. and Yeah. Like, it's not as easy as the movies as just walking in and, aha, here it is. It's literally, like, a room covered in blood and you have to be able to figure out whose is whose. Yeah. And, like, what's important and what isn't. Yeah. Well... And the killer's blood's got to be in there somewhere. It's got to be. It was be. a knife. That's what I'm thinking. So then you have to differentiate like this puddle, but there's like a streak that goes here or something. Like, yeah. I don't know how the fuck they do it, but there's got to be a way. Oh, it's got to be fucking, you know, a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> so once they collect all of this, also they have to run it through labs. So it's going to take a while before we know anything. Yeah. Especially if they can't solve it, they're not going to release it to the public. Of course. Yeah. In the last day or so, some of the lab results have come back. But again, they haven't released any of the information to the public yet. But they are we're at the stage now where they're starting to get results back. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're attempting to piece together the crime scene. And they're digging deep into all four of the victims' like relationships to see if there's some sort of connecting factor. Mm. Now that I have given you like an overarching statement of what the case is, to the best of my knowledge, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some random things, some like, you know, talking points, some of my notes. Here's what I've gathered in Hell my yeah. own speculation. Police have cleared the two surviving roomies, right? Mm-hmm. Dylan and Bethany of any suspicion. So I'm assuming that the killer either entered through the back sliding glass door or from the balcony on the third floor. OK, but that would be hard to get to, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a tree that you could climb. But who's not just going to come through the glass door? But that? also there was a ladder leaned up against the house. Okay. But it wasn't like, it was like one of those like A-frame folding ladders, not like the kind that you could like lift up and get to the top of the house. Like you mm-hmm. could only go like eight feet or something. Could you get to that balcony? Yeah, if you wanted to. Hmm. 
They literally taped the crime scene tape to it, though, so I wonder if it wasn't considered evidence. (laughs) The killer definitely didn't use this to get inside. (laughs) Yeah, but also they could have entered through the bottom floor. I guess there was a keypad entry to get in on the first floor. But it's kind of stated all over the place that because it is a college dorm-ish type, everybody had the key to it. So, like, it wasn't a secret what the code was to get in. Oh, God. So if you're going to go with that it's somebody who knew who lived there and spared Bethany and Dylan, then they might know the keypad. Mm-hmm. But if we're going with some random rando, which is kind of where I'm leading because, like, I feel like Bethany and Dylan would be like – I have some suspicions on who that might be mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you know, if they were spared. Yeah. So I'm kind of going with, like you said, they probably entered through the back mm-hmm. or from the balcony, but that seems like a lot of work. So I'm just assuming somebody accidentally forgot to lock the back door and somebody opened the door and got in. Mm-hmm. That's fucking terrible. That's, I'm going with that easy theory. Now, the killer used a fixed blade knife for the attacks. Mm-hmm. That's what was reported. The coroner described the blade as a very large knife like described the wounds as being caused by a very large knife Mm -hmm. and said that it was hard for her to use the word puncture wound for these because they were so large that they were like gashes. But she was explaining like literally a stabbing, like a puncture wound, but that it was so big, like this knife was large. So now I'm thinking like machete or tactical machete or something because you're not going to get that from like a, a kitchen knife or from like a Bowie knife in your pocket. <laughs> you could get it from a kitchen knife, though, like a freaking 10 inch chef's knife. Like lengthwise? But she's well, saying like, like the puncture wound, the stab. Yeah, it's like long. Or I it's guess. Like tall. Yeah, I yeah, guess. That's a gash. Like if you go all the way in. Yeah. I guess you could. Who would stop at the tip? But it's got to take like a lot of fucking force to, sh- like, it's hard to stab somebody. Yeah, I don't, I've never done it. To like get it all the way that deep to make a 10 inch, because the the kitchen knife you're talking about, like, tapers, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I immediately so, thought. so. It gets to, like, that long bit at the middle. Yeah. I immediately just thought, like, tactical. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could. I don't know if there's any missing kitchen knives. I feel like a machete or something, though, you you don't stab. You hack. But they have, like, tactical machetes that oh. are, they look like what you would expect somebody who fishes a lot to have. Really? I don't know if I'm just saying that because my brother probably has one and my brother likes to <laughs> like, fish. So I feel in like my he fishes. Somebody who owns a Honda might have one. <laughs> Somebody who had a pager and used to chain smoke <laughs> and listen to only Eminem. <laughs> you know the kind of knife I'm talking about? <laughs> Let me show you a picture of this, of what I, like when you Google tactical machete. Don't tell Brandon this exists. Well, he probably has one. I know he has a machete, but I don't know if he has a tactical machete. Who doesn't have tactical machetes? He has tactical flashlights. <laughs> yeah, he does. Okay, but look at these. Don't you imagine somebody who has, yeah, like, likes to fish? Yeah. <laughs> Or like, well, some of them are like a little bit ninja y. Yeah, but I was like, gonna say like this who wears one, like a silk shirt with blue flames. This on one, it. that's something. Like somebody's just like, I like to fish. Yeah, that's an I like to fish. That's kind of like a um, what I imagine a bayonet looks like. Yeah. Well, hmm. okay, I'll take it. Well, you know, it's like pointy too, but yeah. long and like yeah. not well taken care of. You just strap it to something. But I'm imagining this, and I'm imagining 100% you are going to cut yourself. <laughs> 100% you're going to cut yourself. There's a little finger guard, though, so maybe not. Maybe not. But also, that's a fucking terrifying knife. Well, that's what I'm thinking. It's got to be something. Like, the corner is set. Like, 
the coroner is being descriptive about it for a reason. She's seen yeah. stuff before. Yeah, I'm guessing she like she, if it were a kitchen knife, she'd say possibly a kitchen knife. But mm-hmm. when she's like, Jesus Christ, it's hard to even categorize these as puncture wounds. That makes me think it's something more es- extravagant and rarer. <laughs> Just chose the two hardest words to say. Rural. In this rural error. Oh, man. Guessing. Speculating yeah. wildly. By the way, all of this shit is my personal opinions. Like, from here on, actually, the whole thing is, yeah. basically, like, what I gathered from articles. So don't come at me. And especially if things have changed since this gets published. Yeah. I am, I can't, I'm not an oracle. I don't know what's going on in the future. Unfucking fortunately Yeah, I know, right? Okay, so it's hard. I'm guessing, I'm going with tactical knife of some sort. Okay, tactical some giant machete. ass tactical knife. That somebody's like, I use this for hunting and also for killing. Yeah. Like, if I had to defend myself. Yeah. Also, I am biasedly assuming that this person is a guy. I did, too. Because four fucking people, that's a lot of stabbing, a lot of killing, a lot of stamina. And that's either a dude who's strong or it is a woman with a Who l- does CrossFit. A lot of anger. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess women can be strong, too. I don't know why I assume this, but that's where my head's going. So just so you know who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, it would be that's a very ragey killing. And so for oh a woman God, to do yeah. it, it's not really a woman's MO. Yeah. They the like part, it's like poison. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or something dainty or delicate. Yeah, like fucking, oh, I'm just gonna creep in and slay them all in the middle of the night. That's just fucking a lot of work. Not today. <laughs> I have so many plans. The for Golden today. Girls are on reruns. <laughs> so here's the thing, too. You're doing a lot of stabbing. There's blood everywhere. The killer's got to be covered in blood. Yeah. So there's got to be a ton of evidence left behind, like we said. And that killer had to have changed their clothes somewhere. So either somebody saw somebody covered in blood or the killer changed their clothes in the house and there's evidence there. Or they changed their clothes outside of the house and there's evidence there. Like there's got to be something somewhere yeah. That either somebody witnessed or has the potential to witness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Especially if it's a, a random or a hobo or a, a fucking stranger or something. Like yeah. a person living in the woods. Where are you putting your dirty clothes now? Yeah. Like, like there's got to be a ball of clothes around there. Yeah. Also, I should state that the police actually recovered contents from three dumpsters that were around the house. But I don't think anything's ever come from it. Hmm. They haven't really stated if anything was related. And they know that they don't have the kill the, the weapon. Yeah. yeah. The police have been checking all around local stores for recent sales for a, a like large fixed blade knife. But they haven't gotten any leads yet. Mm-hmm. The killer might have wounds from the attack, like we said. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm saying. Like, it's probably a dude covered in blood, might have sores on their hands now. Still, probably. Gashes, yeah. yeah. Like, we could still be on the lookout for somebody like this. The killing seemed personal. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand the motive yet. Like, at first I thought maybe it could be jealousy over Kaylee and Morgan's close friendship or something. You know, like, maybe the ex is like, oh, my gosh, you're always with Morgan. Let me just fucking kill everybody. Or maybe the other two roommates were super jealous for something. But, like, nothing is really sticking, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like... Solid enough, and I that could, doesn't explain why Ethan and Zana got murdered. Also, yeah, I could see the stalker angle. I could see a random angle. I could see someone who's scorned by one of them. It so. has to be something, but like all four of them. Like why? Why all four of them? 
Don't you think it would all be... I think that if someone wanted to kill you and I was there, they would definitely murder me too and vice versa. Like, we are almost the same person, you yeah, know? Yeah, I could to understand someone's that. someone's crazy's brain. But then Ethan and Zena, that just seems like... Well, that, to me, I think that they were collateral damage on that. That's where they entered. The floor that they entered. Maybe but then they, they went into the their room. They might have been looking for the bedroom of Kaylee and Morgan. Or Kaylee or Morgan. Yeah. You know? And then they came across two people sleeping in a bed, and they were like, well, I'm here. Might as well just... I'm going to have to take care of this. Maybe they woke up, and they were like, oh, shit, don't tell anyone that I'm here. And then they still finished the job upstairs. Yeah. Well, maybe, that's what I'm saying, maybe they went into Ethan and Zayna's room, and they were like, ah, it's not Kaylee and Morgan. But then Ethan woke up and was like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then he was like, oh, no. And then they kill them. Mm -hmm. And then they go upstairs to be like, well, now I'll go find Kaylee and Morgan upstairs. Could be. You've gone that far. Could be. Seems like a lot of work. The whole thing seems like a lot of work. It's four people. I feel like it has to be something related to all four. Like, I feel like all four were targeted for a reason. I don't know why. But then I feel like Dylan and Bethany downstairs, like, they would have been targeted too. Yeah, but I've, that's what, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know what to say. I feel like it's one of the upstairs, like Kaylee or Morgan. Really? Yeah. That seems to be what I initially thought too, but the more I sit on it, I'm just kind of like, like we say, maybe because I'm not a killer, but we say collateral damage, but it's almost like, holy shit. You know, if I were going in to kill somebody. How much collateral damage are you willing to? To execute. I guess, though, if you're like, oh, fuck, they saw my face and That's it's somebody I'm... they know. Well, that or they woke up. Like if yeah. if Ethan or Zayna woke up and they were like, uh-oh, I'm going to sound the alarm now that there's a stranger in the house. They're not just going to be like, oh, you're they're upstairs. Good night. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. Could be. Okay, so. And if you've already committed to killing someone. I guess. Like, you've entered the house now. You're all in. Yeah. Nothing was stolen, and nobody was assaulted sexually or anything. Nothing was stolen? Well, I guess nothing has been reported stolen, so nothing of value or large whatever. So it literally was just for murder. Yeah. I would bet that something smaller was taken. (laughs) Like a trophy? Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know, like a headband or underwear or whatever, oh, like yeah. something socks small that you're not going to be like, the TV's gone. Like, yeah, obviously, yeah. it's not a robbery. But that's what I'm saying. I guess that's what I was getting at. Like, the the motive wasn't robbery. It wasn't sexual. Yeah. And it's yeah. like rage. It's anger. Or yeah. if it's a rando, it's just an insatiable lust for blood. I don't know. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's going to randomly come in and murder somebody? Yeah, that's fucking insane. I feel like he can't be a random person. Right? I would like to hope not. But then that makes me think that Bethany and Dylan were purposely spared. Or they were supposed to be somewhere else that day. Like, it was publicly known that they were supposed to be somewhere else that day and they changed plans last second. Nobody else knew about it. Maybe. I'm still stuck on this stalker theory or whatever. Like, someone who who Mm. wants to be in the group but isn't in the group. So they don't know the inner workings of the group. They don't know the keypad downstairs. They don't know where everybody sleeps. And they don't necessarily know how many people live there. They just know that their target lives there. Hmm. Yeah. And they know that there are other people, but they're not interested in the other people. They're interested in their target. I don't Whoever know, though, but be. that just seems so odd. It does, but I feel like it's someone who it wants seems... to be on the inside but is on the outside. Yeah, but it seems so odd that they would enter from the backyard then if that's the case. Like, if you look up their address, it's going to take you to the front door. Now, about the victims, 
We know that Zena was actually one of the victims who had defensive wounds because her father said in a statement that she fought like hell to the end. Oh, God. So that's one little bit of information. Oh, God. I know. It's sad. Yeah. It's going to be heartbreaking when they do come out with all the details. Like, it's already heartbreaking. Yeah. But it's almost, like, kind of nice to not have to know all the details. Like, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. So we know Zayna was one who fought, who had defensive wounds. So I'm guessing Ethan probably did, too. Yeah, you're not going to sleep through that. No. The coroner said that they were all stabbed in the upper body and chest area, with each having only one fatal blow. So, like, the killer did the fatal blow and then moved on. Oh. So I'm speculating that they were all stabbed in the heart or neck, and that's what the fatal blow was. Mm -hmm. Based on the layout of the house, I'm speculating that Zayna and Ethan were the first to be murdered, assuming they entered on the floor there, Mm -hmm. on the backyard floor, and that the killer wasn't aware of the first floor. Yeah. I'm running with that theory, I guess. Either that or Bethany and Dylan know the person and they were spared. Yeah. Not that they know who it is, but, like, the person knows them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And was like, oh, but there's nothing against them. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to blame them. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So about Kaylee and Madison's last movements. So the girls went to that bar Mm -hmm. called Corner Club, just so you know. It's called Corner Club. And they were there from 10 p.m. till 1.30 a.m. They were at the grub truck, food truck, from 1.30 till 1.40. And then they called the Uber. And the ride, I Google mapped it is like a five to six minute Uber ride. Mm -hmm. So that would mean that they waited for 10 minutes for an Uber. But that seems reasonable, right? Yeah. The Uber driver would have dropped them off on on that first floor area. So if we're speculating that the Uber driver could possibly be a suspect, they would be aware of the first floor. Yeah, true. And I'm going with this theory that the person didn't know the first floor existed. The killer didn't know about that. So, I mean, like I said, the police have already cleared them, but I'm just like kind of throwing out more... Speculation, yeah. Yeah, not evidence, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, the local police have actually been getting a lot of ridicule from the public based on how slow the progression of the case is. Allegedly, crime scenes weren't exactly secured. Oh, no. And tire tracks were actually photographed like nearly a week after the murder. So it's like, yeah, and it's snowing and shit there. So you would think that that would have been like day one. Priority number one, yeah. Mm hmm. Exactly. Get all the evidence that could go away. Uh Uh-huh. They eventually widened the crime scene to include the first floor parking lot area. So, again, more evidence that, like, people were there, parked there, probably. Yeah, crime scene could have been compromised. Yeah. If it wasn't already first marked off. And also that tells me they found something. So I'm assuming maybe blood tracked out or something. So then does that mean that first floor was that first floor door was used and that's yeah. why or they could have come from the backyard down the grade? Yeah. And maybe from the that's side. yeah, and yeah. maybe that's why the parking lot is also included. Either yeah. way, contamination of some crime scenes are t- is taking place. Mhm. Police claim that there was no forced entry into the home, suggesting that they either knew their killer or a door was unlocked or that the killer knew, like, the code or something to get in the front door. Yeah. So now many University of Idaho students, they no longer feel safe on campus, like I said. Obviously. Yeah, and they haven't returned back since their Thanksgiving break. And the community is absolutely heartbroken and shook over these murders. I fucking bet. I know. And they're growing frustrated because there is literally still a killer on the loose as of right now. How fucking scary is that? Isn't that fucking terrifying? So... There's so many more angles I could have gone off of this. There's, like, tons of, like, web sleuth articles, you know. Yeah. (laughs) There's tons of speculation, um, Reddit 
threads that you can go read up on. It is wild and confusing, but like, what the actual fuck? Yeah, that's scary. What do you think? You think that Kaylee and Morgan were the targets? Yeah. And some neckbeard stalker dude? Yeah. And that Zayna and Ethan are collateral damage mm-hmm. from being entered from the back. But why would the stalker come from the back door? Didn't know the code. Maybe, yeah. Uh, just didn't know the code. Looked and around the house, came to the back door. It was open because there was no Assumed no one entry. lived downstairs. Yeah, you don't really think about it. Yeah. I wouldn't think someone... I, if I find four people in a house, I'm like, that's got to be all of them. I would think that it's like what you said. Like, open the first door. Oh, fuck, it's not them. Go upstairs, because that would be my natural. Like, mm-hmm. that's a basement, a gaming room or yeah. something. I'm going to go upstairs for a room. Yeah. Find who I'm looking for and leave. Yeah. Side note, really sorry about if there's background noise of, like, jackhammering. Yeah, that just started. Yeah, it's daytime and my neighbors are doing some work. <laughs> Apparently. Just gentrification happening in progress. No big deal. <laughs> Sirs, it is a weekday. You Honestly. Be working. Honestly. So. Like us. Yeah. Hey, it's our lunch break. Okay. That's right. That's right. We deserve it. Yeah, we get one. Um, so that is my story. That's all I have for you right now. Well, that's a fucking doozy. You were right. I'm sure as more is released or whatever, we'll be updating on our social media because Critia is bomb at that. Mm-hmm. But like, what the actual fuck? You guys let us know what your theories are. What do you think? Like, what have you heard? Yeah. Come join us in join this us. crazy world. You could do that on our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I said them all out of order. That felt weird, huh? That was weird. But I said them all. <laughs> uh, our handle is at ISGD Podcast. Come join the goddamn pod group on Facebook. It's a lot of fun, and I'd love to hear all your speculation and theories on this. Also, if you guys start hearing news about it, come at us so that we can be up to date, too, because I'm fucking like, Here for it. attached to this case now. Like, I want to know what's going on. Yeah. Also, if you want to email us, you could do so at isgdpodcast at gmail.com or you can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. <laughs> and I think we will end it there. What do you think? Uh, yeah, do we want to talk about Moonblood? Oh, yeah, Operation Moonblood. Uh, if you need help during the holidays or if you are somebody who wants to help somebody during the holidays, please email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Put then the header Operation Moonblood 3.0. And uh, let us know which side of the page you're on, and we will hook you up with somebody that you can either help or who can help you or will help you or whatever we can do. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. Let's make the holidays holly again. We need more helpers. Yeah, we do need more helpers. So if you can help, give us a shout. Come on in. Yeah. Give us a shout. Otherwise, bye, guys. Bye.